Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Let's dive right in. All right, it's been a while. Lots going on. We'll start in Montreal. No surprise, Dominic Duchamp let go as head coach. Canadians are a mess, and they go to Martin St. Louis. Now, this has gotten a mixed reaction from people. I, I think it's mostly positive, but some are like, why are you giving it to somebody with zero experience? There's so much work to be done. Well, I'm a little biased because I'm a St. Louis fan. You tell Martin St. Louis he can't do something, it almost guarantees that it's going to get done. He's put in the work. He's not some famous player who just wants to be a coach. He was a special teams assistant under John Tortorella back in 2019 with Columbus. Uh, he's been working uh, diligently on analytics. He's been around the game. He's thought the game as a leader, as somebody that's overcome so much to be able to get where he is as a Hall of Famer. I love the hire. And I also love kind of splitting aces here as far as giving him the interim because you kind of want to see how it's going to go. Now, please don't judge him on wins and losses. They lost his first game last night against Washington, 5-2, to two, but they played a heck of a lot better than they did Deshaun's last game where they were destroyed by New Jersey 7-1. Maybe New Jersey's found themselves because they scored seven goals against St. Louis. But still, the Devils were struggling. They come into your building and whip you 7-1. Something had to change, and, and you're not going to see a lot of wins the rest of the way. But you just want to see competency. You want to see some heart. And St. Louis is not going to be able to stop the puck, which is the biggest problem Montreal has right now. But I think you're going to see a much different Canadian team, a team that's going to be difficult to play against. And I think he's deserving, or at the end of the day, will be deserving to be the long-term head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Now, the Edmonton Oilers part ways with Dave Tippett. Not a surprise here. Because I'm not saying that there's any rift between the players and, and Tippett, but they've got to be careful there in Edmonton. They've got star players who I'm sure are not going to want to be a part of a long-term rebuild. And there's enough talent there, even with the goaltending be a bit of a problem, to go out there and win games. And and you could make the case that Tippett should have been let go a month ago. They kind of got a little bit of a spurt, but it just didn't work out. And now they're going to move on, and they're going to give the reins to Jay Woodcroft, who has been an assistant forever. You remember him in San Jose and in Edmonton under Todd McClellan. He's paid his dues, 45 years old, getting a chance to be a head coach in the National Hockey League. He'll make his debut tonight when the Islanders come to town to take on the Edmonton Oilers. And I think he'll do a good job there, and and, and they're going to try to salvage this. Because the NHL is not like the NBA. I don't think you're going to see a Leon Dreisaitl or a Connor McDavid pull a James Harden. But at the same time, you don't want your star players to feel like they're in no man's land. So you've got to make changes sooner than later when things aren't going the way you're supposed to go. And after a great start to the season, it's been hellish there in Edmonton. I still think this team's got enough talent to make the playoffs, and hopefully for them, this change will make it happen. Uh, Andrew Marchand, his, uh, Andrew Marchand, Brad Marchand is uh, suspended six games for his antics the other night against the 
Pittsburgh Penguins, well-deserved. He just lost it. He just did. And I don't want to hear it. I'm going to probably hear from Bruin fans, too, that uh, Coyle got swiped by Jari. Fine. He did. It was a love tap, but I understand. You want to defend your guy. But to punch him in the side of the head, a sucker punch uncalled for, and then you're you're poking him in the mask with your stick. He admitted he was immature. He admitted he lost his cool. But Boston's got to be careful here because the other Bruin story is Tuka Rask is not coming back. He's officially retired, hasn't been able to recover from his hip injury. And goaltending has not been great for them, and Rask was supposed to be the godsend. And now for the next six games, you're stuck without one of your better players, and you broke up one of your top lines now because of this. And Boston has not exactly been setting the earth on fire, right? They're 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. Now they're making the playoffs because they're the last wild card, and they've got a seven-point cushion on Detroit with three games in hand. So nothing's guaranteed, but you would think Boston's still going to make the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to finish in the top three. They're eight points back at Toronto, you know, 11 points back at Tampa. They're 14 points out of first place. I mean, Boston's going to make the playoffs as a wild card, and, and to me, they look one and done. And I will say this about Boston, all right? The Islanders have been looking for a path to make the playoffs. It might be through Boston, all right? The Islanders have won six of their last 10. They had a brutal loss before the break you know, getting shut out by Seattle, but they they whipped up on Vancouver. We'll see what they do tonight against Edmonton. The Islanders have played 40 games, 40 points in 40 games, all right? So they've got a ton of games in hand. Five games in hand on Boston, 15 points back. So you take a look at that and say, all right, if they win the five games in hand, because I I think if you're an Islander fan, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to go on a, a, a torrid pace here. So if they win their games in hand, now you're five back of Boston. So with everything even, you've got to be able to play be five points better than the Bruins. Why is that impossible now? With the goaltending situation, next six games you're playing without Brad Marchand. If if the Islanders can stay hot here and win out in Western Canada, that might be their best chance. So Boston's got to be careful here. So I do think the eight teams are set because there's a lot of work to be done, and it, it, it's also a, a major stretch to just think the Islanders are going to win the five games in hand that they have. But if they were to get hot and Boston continues to be in the uh, the situation that they're in right now, we're talking about a team that's only got a plus three goal differential, that Boston may open the door for the Islanders to find a way in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another team that's struggling just a bit, Washington. They won last night because they were in Montreal, all the places where you need to be if you want to steal two points. But they lost to Columbus, blew a lead in that game the other night. So Washington's kind of, they got off to that great start, but, you know, still, they've got a nice enough cushion, 61 points, where I don't think they're going to fall out of the playoffs. But Washington's another team that needs to kind of get things going here. So those are the three major stories I wanted to kind of dive into. You look at the games last night, um, 
Very surprised the Devils, you know, back-to-back games scoring seven goals. They had five goals in the third period. They beat the Blues 7-4. to four. We mentioned the uh, Bruins struggling. Well, the Hurricanes whipped up on them 6 to nothing. You knew the Carolina was going to be ticked after falling behind 4 nothing against Ottawa the other night and fought back with three unanswered goals in the third just to lose 4-3. to three. So they bounce back nicely. Pittsburgh keeps pace with a 2 nothing shutout over the Senators. And the Flames beat the Leafs 5-2, to so Calgary getting hot again. And then the Avalanche win again after they had their home winning streak snap, losing in a shootout to Colorado, to Arizona, beat the Lightning by the final score of 3-2. to So 47 shots on goal in that game for the Avalanche. And uh, they survive, and no goal scored in the third period. They're able to win that game. So Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Things getting really, really interesting in the National Hockey League, so my, we haven't done it in a while. I think it's time that we do this week's Top 5. Don LaGreca's Friday Top 5. Yeah! So we start from the bottom, and we start with number 5. Number 5. I am going to welcome in the New York Rangers into uh, the Top 5. and Now, they haven't played in forever, so you're like, Don, how can it be the Top 5 of the week because they haven't played in going on two weeks? I get it, but... You know what, I haven't done this in a while, and they played well. They had a huge win against Florida last Tuesday before they went into the break, plus 23 goal differential. They've won seven of their last ten. I like the Rangers. I put them in the top five. Number four. Pittsburgh's in the top five as well. Again, tremendous goaltending. Crosby's getting hot. Malkin's healthy. They have only lost one regulation game in their last ten, plus 34 goal differential, a couple of wins in a row. I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins in at number four. Number three. Florida Panthers still in first place in the Atlantic Division. They've won seven of their last ten as well. The plus 55 goal differential is the best in the National Hockey League along with Colorado. I've got the Florida Panthers at number three. Number two. Carolina Hurricanes first place in a very good Metropolitan Division. They've only lost two games in regulation over their last 10. Yeah, they had a stinker the other night against Ottawa, but they almost rolled back with the three unanswered goals in the third. Then they come back and go to Boston, wipe the floor with the Bruins, scoring a touchdown and a 6 nothing win. I've got Carolina at number two. Number one. Yeah! And Colorado. They're the number one team in the National Hockey League to me right now. As I mentioned, they're tied for the best goal differential, a plus 55. They are 9-0-1 in their last 10. The only blemish was that shootout loss to Arizona. They gave up a late goal. Otherwise, they would have gone how long without losing a game at home? 21-2-2 at home. They have just been tremendous. So I've got uh, the Colorado Avalanche at number one. All right, let's hear from you at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct. Let's start with Mike Devine, who says, Rangers used a lot of draft capital for D-men. Evidence in Toronto didn't accept Nurse. Are there issues due to them being too forward heavy? Scoring is great, but not having a solid D is a killer. It's like golf. Drive for show, putt for dough. Well, you look at all those players. 
You look at Dreisaitl, you look at McDavid, you look at going back in the um, – Males Yakupov was a first-round pick, right? Uh, you go back to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, with the exception of Darnell Nurse, everybody's been a forward. And kind of the same forward. And in the same position, too. Um, and, yeah, they just haven't done it. Uh, I thought getting Duncan Keith was huge for them during the offseason – but they just have not been able to put it together. It, it came at the expense of Bear, if you remember, and I think they really miss him. So yeah, it's been goaltending and defense. It really has. So they go out there and score a ton of goals, but you know how difficult it is to score in this league, even for guys like Dreisaitl and McDavid. And if you want to go out there and win games, you've got to stop more goals and score them. I'm with you. I think that they probably drafted way too many forwards in a very, very short period of time. James says, hey, Don LaGreca. I got to hear more EJ's perspective on both Dusham and also um, his little uh, Twitter beef that he had with Cervalli. Um, I don't want to get into that right now. We can save it for EJ on Monday. He got into it with um, with a reporter. I I really think that EJ was just giving his two cents on Dusham's failings in more of a generality than being specific to him. And uh, I guess uh, Frank got on him for it, and they kind of had a back and forth. I'm not going to defend EJ. He can speak for himself on this show on Monday. I had no problem with him saying what he said about Duchamp. You see there's a beef uh, that's going on between um, Russo, who covers the Minnesota Wild, and Anson Carter on TNT, where sometimes these reporters who are there every single day are sensitive to people who are not there every day giving their two cents and chiming in. I really think that EJ was just kind of talking about coaching in, in generalities, and I, I don't think EJ had to apologize. I know EJ has kind of spent a lot of time trying to re-articulate what he said. I don't think he had to do that, but EJ can defend himself, and he can talk about that uh, at length if he chooses to when we have him on on Monday. Um, I didn't think he needed to be jumped that way. I do think that, again, reporters do get sensitive when people on the outside formulate opinions. Hey, I'm one of those people that formulates opinions, all right? I'm around the Rangers all the time. But I on this podcast, I still have opinions on all the other teams in the NHL. And you take my opinion for whatever it's worth. And if you want to say, well, Don, you're not in Edmonton. You don't know how the Oilers are run. Then don't pay attention to my opinion. But I don't think you have to be around the team every second of every day to be able to have an opinion on how they're playing. And EJ is somebody who's been a scout in this league. Uh, he's done play-by-play. He's done color. He's been an analyst for as long as I can remember. He's wrote for ESPN the magazine. His credentials speak for themselves. And if he's got an opinion, I'm going to listen to it. So I'm sorry that uh, there's a beef going on between him and Frank, and hopefully that will get settled another time. Tommy says, hey, Don, hope uh, you've been well. Would you be in favor of splitting the Norris Trophy into two separate awards, one for best offensive defenseman and one for best defensive defenseman? I'm with you. I've talked about this, uh, and I've thought about it for a long time, too. The Norris Trophy suggests best defenseman, but it always goes to the best offensive defenseman. So a stay-at-home, locked-down defenseman almost has no chance of winning the Norris because they're not going to go out there and score 50-plus points and get noticed. I would like to see, all right, you got the Norris, and then, I don't know, come up with a, come up with a name of a great defensive defenseman that you can kind of throw out there and make that. I don't know if you want to say the, the Doug Harvey. I don't know uh, who you want to throw out there as a name. I would have no problem doing that. I think that's actually a 
a pretty uh, uh, a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, Guido says, Don, is this the year Montreal's team is the worst you can remember? Losing 7-1 to the Devils is next-level horrible. I've never seen the Canadians be this bad. I've seen them miss the playoffs. I've seen them not be very good. I've never seen it happen this way. And I, I've got to look it up. I've got to spend the time and the effort to look it up. I wonder if there's ever been a team to go to a Stanley Cup final and be the worst team in the NHL the next year. Now, there's been plenty of teams that have went to a Stanley Cup, even won a Stanley Cup, that missed the playoffs the next year. As a matter of fact, there have been a ton that have lost the Stanley Cup final and missed the playoffs the next year. Tons. But to be the worst team in the NHL, I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm sure somebody on Twitter can let me know about it in the future. I'll look it up. But that's... um, that's kind of next level, almost impossible. And again, you kind of knew that Montreal was not that good. They benefited from the 56-game schedule, all in the Canadian division, but they still won three series. And and, and listen, I understand Tavares got hurt in the first round against Toronto, and everybody seems to beat the Leafs in the first round. And then in the second round, you had the Shifley suspension. But they swept Winnipeg. And then then they beat Vegas, and I understand that... that uh, that Chandler Stevenson was out, but come on, Chandler Stevenson's the difference between you winning a series or not? I understand it was another center, and there was a big problem with the center position for all the teams that played Montreal last year in the playoffs, but you got to give them credit for being able to navigate through that. But I think everybody looked at it and said, ah, they're not really that good. And then you take Carey Price, who was the main reason why they got there, off the roster, then you kind of knew they weren't going to be a playoff team. I had them outside. But to be the worst team in the NHL? I don't think anybody expected that. All right, four games in the NHL tonight, but some of them are very compelling, including the Islanders at Edmonton. We talked about Woodcroft's debut as head coach and the Islanders. I think they got a chance here to make up some ground on uh, Boston and yet another opportunity for them to get above NHL 500, which they're looking to do. You know, very quietly, Winnipeg's been a disappointment out west. They sit right now with 45 points, 10 points out of a playoff spot as far as the wild card is concerned. And if they want to creep back up to the top three in the Central, they're a little bit closer there, actually 14 points back, so not much closer. Uh, there's a lot of problems there in Winnipeg, so they'll try to right their ship as they will uh, be in Dallas to take on the Stars team that is also battling for playoff position. Tampa will be at the Coyotes, and the Kraken will be in Anaheim to take on the Ducks. So it's always fun getting a chance to talk to you guys. Lots to go over. If you want to comment on my top five, comment on all the things that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, best way to do that over the weekend is at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. We will talk to you again on Monday. Hopefully we'll have EJ on. Get his thoughts on his little Twitter beef if he wants to get into that. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Rams uh, to cover the four, four and a half, whatever it is. So you got that. If you want to use that uh, and go go to town, that's how I believe it's going to end up working itself out. I will talk to you again on Monday. This is the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.